Welcome to the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast, your best source for information, news, tips, and tricks to get you off the ground running and earn success with your custom apparel decorating business. So get ready to soak up some knowledge. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Mark. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 51 of the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast. My name is Mark Stevenson from Coldesi, and this is Mark Vila from Coleman and Company. And today we're here to talk about the most important episode. Right, and and I don't want you to get the impression that uh, we couldn't think of any other topics, so we just decided to go rehash previous topics. We really did look at this volume of stuff that we've talked about so far, and uh, it's about fifty hours worth of material and tried to pick out if you were only going to listen to one to six episodes, which ones would they be? Yeah, and all the best series and sitcoms and duos have a mashup episode. Oh, that's true. I mean, they, you know, Family Ties, Mashup, Roseanne, they all have, they all go back I, and do little mini mashups. I mean, that's how you know when you've gotten to a good place. Where did you get Family Ties and Roseanne? I mean, that's... Didn't you watch it? Well, when you grew up, it was like Leave It to Beaver. Okay, stop it. Stop <laughs> it. Okay, so top um, top episode. So in in preparation for this, um, you know, we kind of went back through the list of fifty episodes and picked out the ones that we thought would be most useful for you. And if you haven't listened to all of them, I would love for you to make a list as we talk because these are the important ones. Um, and if you have listened to all of them, then these are the ones that you should probably go back to. Yeah, and a, a little bit of going back and listening to them, and also going back and and rehashing, repracticing, revamping, reviewing yeah. these topics and how you're actually doing them in your business. So it's a good time to kind of self-reflect back on some of these topics and say, I said I was going to do this, am I? Yeah. Or I said I was going to get to that one day. Should I get to it now? Or or I did it, but I stopped, or I yeah. did it, and I found out I suck at it, and I haven't changed that behavior. Yeah. Or, wow, this I actually did do that, and I can think of a couple customers or more yeah. that I've earned because I did that. I should I should do it more, do it more often or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I like that a lot. So, I mean, so tell us, Mark, what is your... Um, Mark, what is Mark Vila's? Okay, Mark Vila's well, one one of my favorites, and I went back. I went all the way back to the beginning when when we decided to do this. Okay, because I said when the the Mark and Mark of years passed. Yes, when they started the CAS podcast. This is shortly after Mark Vila said, "Hey, let's do a podcast," and Mark Stevenson said, "What's a podcast?" Yes, it was. That's it about was a little bit about after that. that. It was just a, just after that, and then just after that, we had to say, well, what are what are things that our customers and potential customers should know and hear that will help them make more money? And I and and I trust us from years ago, and I said I want to go all the way back and pick early ones because these are things we thought that were important early on. Right. So the first one I picked was episode two, which is kind of the first real episode because right. the first episode is just an intro. Um, and it's email marketing. Yeah. And the reason is quite simple. It is quite easy to do. If you have a list of customers, you don't have to have a bunch of automations and all this automatic stuff happening and all right. this fancy design. Like when you get, you know, an email from 
know, sporting goods store or Bass Pro Shop or, or Best Buy or yeah, Bed Bath & Beyond. It doesn't have to look like that. Right. It can just be some text. It could be you. It could, it could actually just be you individually emailing all, all of your most important customers. Yes. Or people who made you money. Not not CCing a whole list of them. Oh, yeah. But That's one like, at a time. One yeah. at a time. Uh, or it can be that you've got constant contact or MailChimp yep. or one of these services that allows you to do a little bit of proper mass emailing if you do have too many emails to manage. Yeah. Uh, but most of the services are like this are, if not completely free when you're really small business. Yeah. Um, it's close almost. to it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, a two digit number a month, you know, 20 bucks a month or less. So it's very inexpensive. You can also do it completely for free by just emailing people and showing up in somebody's email inbox once a month, twice a month, three times a month. I mean, depending on, on your business and who you're emailing can make a, a nice difference. Yeah. People will forget about you. I'm sorry. People forget about us. People forget about They us. forget about Coleman and Company and Cold Essie. You know, someone will express interest in our products, and, and if we aren't emailing them constantly, you know, then three months later, three weeks later, someone will call um, and say, you know, who are you guys? I didn't know I that no you idea. sold heat presses. Yeah, we get that bought stuff a heat all the press time. from us. <laughs> right. Um, and the same thing will happen from you. You know, somebody will, uh, and all different types of things will happen. So yeah. you will uh, you will do a, a nice size job for a, maybe a medium-sized business, yep. and they will love the work. And then the next day, the person who ordered them retires. Yeah. And then a new person's in charge. It's been a full year. They have they no idea again. who you are. They, yeah, they are, they are just going to. Go to Google and search yeah. local embroidery business. So, but however, if you would have emailed maybe twelve times over the course of that year, once a month, yeah, you probably would have landed in that person's inbox, and it probably would have said something like, "Hey, I did an embroidery job and, for you six months ago." And I remember some of the some of. I mean, we're all about the pet peeves here as well. Yeah, of course. And I remember that I don't get them as much anymore. Mm-hmm. So maybe people did listen to this episode. Okay. Is when we send out our emails. We get these autoresponders back that yeah. well-meaning people set up that basically result in please don't buy from us. Yeah, you know it's a responder with a list of rules on how to do business with us. You know, and it's just not not a positive experience. Yeah. So so there's some good stuff to take away from episode two, and um, I think you should listen to it again. Yeah, right? listen to it again and do something about your email marketing. I recommend doing something slightly automated through like right. constant contact or MailChimp if you can. But at minimum, you know, have a good database of, of your customers' yeah. names and email addresses somewhere and make it a point that at least once a month do some sort of reach out to them, even if it's just a reminder that says, hey, just, you know, yeah. I'm here if you need any help or if you want to talk about custom T-shirts or if you have any ideas, if you yeah. want to brainstorm, so, even if it's as simple as that. So your assignment is to listen to Episode 2 and then do something about it. Good. I like it. Okay. Uh, your turn. Okay. I, I've got one, and, you know, this is this is what Mark and I like, the episodes that we like and that we think are important. The popular episodes are usually determined by... by how good we are at writing the title. Yeah. Right? So that's why you do it. So one of the one of the episodes I think a lot of people missed just because of the title was accessing the Hispanic market. Mm-hmm. And that's episode 35. 
And that was our first episode with our new marketing assistant, Maria. Mm-hmm. Um, and God uh, rest her soul. <laughs> no, I'm not, just kidding. She's just, alive. Yeah, she's she's alive. <laughs> um, and she still works for us. Yeah, you know, she's listen. wonderful. She's listening. So um, accessing the Hispanic market because it's a it's a representation of a niche market. And what we did was we used the Hispanic market as an example. Yeah. So it's a large percent of the of the population that prefers to speak Spanish even if they speak another language. So addressing them in Spanish and choosing that as a market. So for example, um, the idea was that let's say that you are a Spanish speaker or you come from a Spanish background. Um, you might go to the, the Puerto Rican Day Parade. Yeah. You might go to a um, uh, Cuban American get together. You might do concentrate your shirts with Spanish phrases. You might do something to address that niche market mm-hmm. that you have an affinity to. Mm-hmm. And we also brainstormed during that one what other kinds of niche markets might you have an affinity to. You might be Catholic or Baptist or Jewish or you know you may have an, an affinity for your church group. So that particular part of, the, of religion in general might be your niche. Yep. So you concentrate on things very specific to that. You know, I think a uh, uh, a Armenian Catholic T-shirt store might do well if you have a big Armenian Catholic um, Orthodox community in your area. And if you recall, my my father, you know, my, my livelihood growing up was based on an extremely niche market type yeah. of a business, and he dealt with. Um, with small Hispanic grocery, local grocery stores. Yeah. And that was his niche market because they're, they exist. Yep. And they needed somebody to talk to them, and, and he did for many for decades. So finding these little niche things, I think, is just the key to just getting, like, a nice, solid, a little rapid growth. Yeah. You find a place to get into, you make some marketing materials for it, you make specific samples for it, you uh, go to specific events and shows. I think that that concept of the Hispanic market thing, how you mentioned how it expands out yeah. to all the others, yeah. takes in so many different pieces of so many other episodes where we talk about how, well, what should you do, you know, make the sample and go to the place and just bring it, bring them a sample and a business card right. and things like that. Well, what if you decided that your niche market was going to be, you know, Hispanic grocery stores, if there's enough in your area. Yeah. And then you actually make something, you know, yeah. that actually shows right. that and says it, and you bring it to them and you talk to them. And, and this beautiful. applies, and this applies to almost the more niche, you know, the better. If you are, you know, part of a Filipino community, um, word of mouth is an amazing thing you're part of a Vietnamese community, if you're part of a, a separate language group, or if you just really like it a lot. You know, if you really love Chinese stuff, you know, then go to, you know, go to the restaurant that they're having a, uh, a Chinese New Year festival mm-hmm. and, you know, make some shirts, you know, hire somebody to do a phrase in Mandarin, you know, and, and print that or just participate in these things as much as possible. Yeah, it's identifying a niche market based on language or ethnicity or specific hobby, and developing a little marketing plan around it. And how can you appeal to those people, um, or my people? You know, depending on on your perspective on it. 
and go and 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 hit that market. Yeah. You know, uh, don't just think of cheer and dance and you know uh, horses and plumbers as a niche. Ethnicity, religion, um, country of origin, um, country of affinity, yep. all be great niche markets. I making. think first it should be preferably make it something that you love because then it's just kind of fun anyway. Yeah. So if you're into Mustang car racing or bass fishing or mm-hmm. whatever it is, um, then uh, you then that is cool just because yeah. you're going to want to go to that event anyway. Yeah. Now it becomes all these cool things. Like you, it becomes business right off to go to an event and yeah. it becomes, you know, that I get, I'm going to get to make money and have fun simultaneously. So that's first. However, even if you're not into whatever it might be at all, uh, we have customers that, um, that sell rhinestone apparel that have said to me, I don't know anything about rhinestones or when right. you're leading or yeah, anything like yeah. that. He's like, I just know about business and I saw that there was a need for this in my area. So I did it, and it's not his his favorite thing to do. Right. But he saw a little niche market. So if you see around that, if you see a lot of something in your area that maybe you're not huge into, but yeah. you think you can kind of get into the community and niche out for them, yeah. then get in there, you know, and, and start to do it. So I think that the Hispanic one is is a perfect example for that. Great episode thirty five. Listen to it and do something about it. So you're up. Let's see. What do I have? I had. Episode 7, because I kind of said that I wanted to be in the beginning for these. I looked all around. um, But that was sales, simple tips for small business and startups. Yeah, I like that. This this is just the one that I think is just do it. you got to do it. You have to listen to it. You have to think about it. So many of our customers don't sell. Yeah. They get a a lot of referral business. They um, they might put a little ad here or there. They talk to people or whatever they do, and they're successful, and they do well. But they don't actually go out and sell. And I have a few customers that are actually pretty successful that we yeah. talk to. Yeah. And they say, oh, no, I don't like go out and sell. I, don't go. I was like, why don't you bring some samples out? No, I don't really do that. What I do do is like when somebody you know sees me wearing a shirt, I get yeah. my card, and, and they... They success, the, the thing is, yeah. is that you could be successful that way and you can make pretty good money that way. But if you want a next level, if you're looking to figure out how to get past the plateau or you yeah. want to make another investment in your business, you yeah. want to get into a new technology because you find it really interesting. Like you've been looking at embroidery for two years and you haven't pulled the trigger yet because you're not quite there to afford it. Yes. Like get out there and start selling. And you listen to that episode, we'll give you some basic fundamentals. You do not need to be a vacuum sales type of person. You don't need to go into a... Do they even have those anymore? I don't know. But I imagine what it would be, a vacuum sales type of salesperson for, say, embroidery for t-shirt printing yes. would walk into somebody's store and look at their shirt and look, say, look at this embroidery. It's garbage. And then grab it and rip the shirt. <laughs> See, if it was my shirt, that wouldn't you have a, you have a, You have a very vivid imagination. <laughs> Um, but no, I think it's you got to get fundamentally back to that. I, I agree. What I, what I liked about that episode is uh, it was very general, and mm-hmm. you know the the thing that you that you said about you know we have customers that are successful that all they have to do is wear their clothes and know people. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, but we also have a whole set of people that buy machines and stare at the phone all day and wonder why they're not selling anything. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a lot of our episodes that followed this one are about the answer to that question. Yep. Why am I not selling? How can I sell more? Um, this one is a great foundation episode. You know, so um, I agree. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry I didn't pick this one, too, Yeah, because it's a good one. It's okay. I, I forgive you. Thank you. <laughs> um, uh, go ahead, though. I think I think we don't have to say too much more about no, that. No, episode says so. Yeah, listen, yeah. listen to it. Take notes. Do it. Um, I think uh, I really love the Make More Money Next Month yeah. trilogy. Yeah, that, really that we did. Do, I really do. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do one of those, and that is um, small business phone skills. Oh, okay. You know, and yeah. What what I like about that is I was actually had the opportunity to visit some folks, you know, uh, recently in another business. So I'm at this small business's office and consulting with the with the owner and his small business, like the owner and his wife, and you know, one other person, and. They answered the phone about three times in a row. And the business has been around for probably 30 years. They did a terrible job on the phone. Yeah. They answered the phone, hello. Mm -hmm. And that's it. And every single person you, you knew, they said, is this, you know, whatever? Yeah, it sure is. How can I help you? You know, so those, those basic skills, I think, they, small business phone skills, help you tailor a first impression. Yeah. Matching the personality of your business, which we used to talk about yeah. a lot. Yeah. So, you know, how do you answer the phone? Um, how do you take an order on the phone? Um, what do you say at the end? Are you, you know, are you answering the phone professionally and properly? Are you closing the call out with a call to action? Are you asking them to do something or look at something or buy something else at the end of every call? You know, what's... What's the follow-up step when you're done? You know, are you getting all the information that you need? You know, if you decide to make outbound calls, what does that look like? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, this is one of this is free for you guys. Yeah, phone skills are free because you're going to pay for that phone whether or not you use it. And gone, pretty much gone, are the days where you're paying by the minute. So you have a free opportunity, especially if the phone rings coming in, to make money. You got to look at that like this is the phone rings. It's not interrupting my work. This is my work. This is the future of my business. Every time you pick up the phone, and you should listen to this episode on small business phone kills skills and get great at it. You know, and I think there's some stuff in there that will help you do that. Yeah, and it's there's so much that is just the little things on the phone that make all the huge difference. Yeah, you know, to just to go when I go through and think about everything that you mentioned about that episode. And just being friendly on the on the phone, yes. Not making it seem like it's a hassle yeah. when somebody calls you up. Um, not you know not being brash and short and rude because you're like oh, I can't. I hate when somebody asks this question. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Like it's the first time they asked it. Right. I'm sorry that it's the hundredth time you've been asked it. <laughs> you know. True. And believe me, I I can put I can put anything in the world in every format, audio, visual, video, picture, downloadable PDF, and written text on the website yes. about patches and what are the difference between tool material and and You're still going to get, somebody's going to call with that question? Every single day, five times a day, somebody asks what the difference is. And, and, I, and, you know, part of me inside is like, 
I don't know. Look at the 19 things that are on that page you're looking at. Right. You <laughs> right. You know? But that's, that's also the part of me that just says, really, all they wanted to do was talk about it. Yeah. That's it. They just wanted to call because they were just curious. They wanted to get some human feedback on it. They wanted to just get a feel. That is a great way to look at it. Usually, I transfer those to somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> says, you know what? I know an expert on that. Hang on. So, so I think that when somebody calls you up and they ask you that one question about T-shirts that you've heard a hundred times, um, or somebody calls you up and just says, how much is a T-shirt? You know, even though you know it's not how they should ask it or how you wish they wouldn't ask it, remember, it's their first time calling you. They, yeah. If you are nice and friendly and you sound excited to talk to them, they're going to want to call you back. Yes, because I, I know what you're going to do. Um, how much is a custom T-shirt? Um, how many do you want? And what size is the image? What kind of what color shirt do you want it on, and when you need to buy? Like I can, I can hear that that conversation happen. Yep. Oh, cool. Tell tell me about why you want the shirts. Yeah. You know why do you, why do you want the shirts? Oh, it's a family reunion. We got ten. We got twelve people. That's awesome. You know what? You know do you want a big image? Like do you already have the picture? You know be excited about it. And actually forget all that. Listen to the episode. Listen to the episode. Yeah. And also I realize that. That sometimes people I call you are going to be jerks. Yeah, and uh, but that's it's not your it's not your job to be a jerk back. Jerk back. It's your job to be nice back and right. let them let them let them be in a bad. Man. Never happens to us. <laughs> so that is episode thirty. Uh, making more money next month. Uh, small business phone skills. Okay, so should I talk about you my, do my last choice? It's your last choice. Well, I've got forty eight more. Well, we no. Said, go ahead. Yeah. Wait. Wait. wait <laughs> okay. Um. One, our, our probably most popular episode, um, when we look at the number of downloads and listens and such, is business mistakes, big, biggest mistakes starting an embroidery business. Yeah. And, um, you know, that is a title, right? We had to write mistakes for an embroidery business. And yes. that's what made a bunch of people. Because you'll, you'll open that one and reopen it. Yeah. But it's really any any apparel business, and yeah. it's almost any business, but it, but specifically, of course, apparel. And it has a lot to do with all the mistakes that people make that that we hear about every day. Yeah, the same mistakes people are making over and over again, and and we'll make today. I will have an email with one of these mistakes by the right. time we're done with this episode. So, what do you think about that? I like that a lot, but I'm waiting for you to give me an example of one of those mistakes. <laughs> Because they're going to want to listen to it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, um, I will have one, and I don't remember specifically. I do. If we listen, said this one at all. Go but ahead. I'll let me give the example that that was very close to something. Is that um, somebody is looking to, they're investing in a t-shirt business kit the other day. Yeah. So they're buying a cutter and a whole bunch of vinyl and a whole bunch of different tools and materials and they're buying like top of the line vinyl and top of the line cutter brand yeah. cutter and yeah. they spent all of this stuff and then they said well I'm not going to buy the, the heat press and we said okay well what what do you, you need you need to heat apply these you own right. one you know and they said no I found one on Amazon that I can get it was like $200 cheaper and we look at it and it's just like very much so one of those generic remake Right, you know, like a Chinese it's crappy, make of a press. It's yeah. crappy press. We've te- I, we've tested a lot of heat presses. I promise right. you that one was crappy. Right. Um, and I said, you have. I, I didn't say it. I wasn't on the phone, but I, I had said to the person who was on the phone with them, 
I was like, you're buying, like, the best cutter in the world debate right. that you can buy. You're buying the Coke or the Pepsi of the cutter, right. and then you're turning around, and you're buying, you know, just... RC Cola? We at, well, I was going to say Sam's Choice. Sam's Choice. But okay. lower than that, that. Right. You know, but you're 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 investing so much. And in order to save, like, of the percent of the sale, yeah. like, 3 or 4% of the total amount that they were investing... Right. ...in... Probably like the point most of failure. Yeah. The most important part because everyone who's done heat applied graphics knows that sometimes it doesn't stick. Yeah. Sometimes it peels off. That's yeah. my uh, what so, I find is an essential mistake is not looking at the long term. Yeah. When you when you make your decisions, when you're making decisions and thinking about right now, not about not about six months or six years. My my biggest one that I remember from that episode is it's one of the first times that we talked about the fact that. People will come in for training, and they'll have bought a direct garment printer for twenty-five or thirty thousand dollars, or they'll have bought a, an embroidery machine or two, uh-huh. you know, for twelve or thousand, or you know, whatever they're getting. And you know, we will casually ask the question, you know, well, that's great, congratulations. Like, tell tell me about your business. You know, what's your niche market? Who are you going to sell to? And they haven't thought about it at all. Mm-hmm. So you know you'll you'll yeah. spend you'll spend months torturing yourself on which embroidery machine to buy, and not think for an hour about okay after I get my machine and all set up where am I going to get my customers? Yeah. So it's not thinking about marketing at all that's one of the biggest mistakes. But there's a lot of good stuff in that episode. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I appreciate and, that. And yes. that actually reminds me of one other example from the which I'm pretty sure was in the episode. Yeah. We didn't mention it ten times already. Yeah. In the whole in the whole fifty episodes, it's about folks who get into the business and they are so excited they do start selling way too prematurely. Yeah. And now they haven't even gotten trained on their machine, and they are trying to out-of-order piece together their training and how to use it so they can fulfill a 200-shirt order that they've promised to somebody while their machine is on a truck still. I, I read those Facebook posts over the weekend. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God, I've got an order to, to get out this weekend, you know, and I'm having this problem. Yeah. And my response is, have you been through training yet? Yeah. Uh, no. No. Okay, or, well. Or I, or, or I hope, you know, my machine, my machine is supposed to be delivered here by a freight truck on a pallet by right. Tuesday. Yeah. And I told somebody by Thursday or Friday I can get them done 200 hats. Yeah. You haven't even opened up the box. Right, you right. Like, you have done. Just relax a little bit. Relax. Like, I know you're excited. Yeah, you're, you're excited and you want to make that money, but. At the same time, you are setting yourself up for failure, and I think that that's something that happens a lot. Happens yeah. all the time. Now, yeah. um, I mean, we don't we don't have to go into. I've got like two kind of wild cards. I'm sure. not going to say a lot about. Um, first of all, you have to read. You have to listen to the whole series on making more money next month. Mm-hmm. The other one of my favorites is active word of mouth. Yep. Oh um, yeah. You got it. You mm-hmm. have got to. You've got to look at that one and do it. I had a custom. Uh, phone conversation with a customer about the difference between her online business and local business. And most people, most of you listening, make 90% or 100% of your money from customers in your area that you've met personally in one way or another. Uh-huh. So listen to that active word of mouth episode and definitely do it. Yeah. My, my extra one was um, 
was episode 27, which is You Versus the Competition. Yeah, which is, that's I a think, good one. Like our number two listen to yeah. episode. It's got so many fundamentals on how do you handle all that stuff about competition when it comes with promises and pricing and time yeah. and options and, and all the other things. You, you know what I'm really happy about is that this was tough. Yeah. To figure out what, you know, we think the, the top three each. Well, that's why I went I mean, back and I said, I said I'm just going to trust us yeah. from, from you know, a year or so ago. And I was like, I was like, I really want to pick three that are in that top ten because we thought that these were, like, the first ten things to talk about. Yeah. And because that's why I looked at episode 27 and 35 that you had mentioned as well. Yeah. And, and although I really like those. Yeah. I said these were I, these were this is like my twentieth idea, not my second. Good point. And now, so I like that. So I took that's that's how I justified making the decision quicker. Okay, I picked them because <laughs> I really liked them. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think um, you know what 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 do we end up with? We ended up with um, listen to episode thirty five, accessing the Hispanic market mm-hmm. uh, about niche marketing. We ended up with um, making more money next month, which is episode thirty on phone skills. Uh, we did episode twenty nine, active word of mouth, real quick. Mm-hmm. That was my last one, and the uh, and one more I want you to listen to is uh, getting found online, which you should do anyway. Oh yeah, yeah. And then we had um, I don't, oh now I got to bring up my notes again. Uh, we had episode two on email marketing. Yep. Just email marketing. Just do something about that. Um, and then episode seven, episode the small seven, business tips. That's a good general one. I, I really like that. And I, I did had my wild card of episode um, twenty-seven there. And then so I think what was no, I got the first one. There we go. Oh, and then episode eight, biggest mistakes in starting an embroidery business. Yeah, true. One. Everybody, everybody's listened to that one anyway, apparently. So, and episode twenty-seven was you versus the competition. Yeah. Okay, so good ones. I mean, I, re- I really like this. I think we've done a lot of decent content, and we've got feedback on a bunch of these episodes for you guys, from you guys, which I really appreciate. Um, if you are just listening to the podcast and you are not a member of the Facebook group, I don't understand how that's happening. Mm-hmm. So I uh, definitely should be part of the Custom Apparel Startups Facebook group. Yeah, well, it's because they're not on Facebook, and then... And then I think we probably have multiple podcasts where we talk about that's a mistake. Why you should yeah. just get on there? Yeah, it's going to be better for you. It yeah. is like you don't have to put where you are at every moment of the day. Right. Pictures of your family. You don't have to do any of that if that's what you're scared of. We should we should make that a note for a future podcast yeah, episode. Let's do that one. Yeah. Let's do that. Are we ever going to convince those? Ones? Yes, okay. we will. I'm happy. We have people listening to podcasts. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, think about that. Think about that. That's yeah, that's very true. And of course, the other thing you can do is we appreciate if you share your favorite podcast yes. on the Facebook group for sure. People want to hear that; they really do. Um, share it amongst your, your friends and, and and such. You know, in your own social media is a great thing. Um, give us a good. A five star review on uh, Google iTunes or, or iTunes. iTunes. Yeah, um, that is going to uh, keep this going for sure. Yeah, I like and that uh, motivate others to want to you know be successful too. Cool. All right, thanks everybody. This has been episode fifty one of the Custom Apparel Startups podcast. This has been Mark Stevenson and this is Mark Vila. Thank you. Have a good business.